What's going on, guys, and welcome to July's episode of Plus Club, the show where we play the games offered on PlayStation Plus throughout the month, and at the end of the month, we talk about them. My name's Seth, and joining me today on my left, your right, is Chevy. Chevy, how you coping with the heat we're experiencing in the Pacific Northwest right now? It's 91 out right now. It's pretty spicy. feeling like it's a little bit of karma, because when the rest of the, the country was having a heat wave, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't, yeah. And I and was like... slowly crept here. It's like, oh, I'm glad I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and now it's our turn. So. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm and right. we're not... Uh, we're not... We're not made for this. This ain't our kind of weather. No, and I'm already like I have a colder setting than most people, anyways. Like 65 yeah. is my comfort spot uh, Fahrenheit. So yeah, I can handle into the 80s pretty fine. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's kind of warm out, but yeah, once it hits its 90s, I'm like, fucking, ugh, I hate it. So yeah, I can do 70s and stuff. I can do some 80s if I've acclimated enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It went from like you know pretty mild to just 90s, so and I'm like, fuck. And then it's gonna so. go back to mild next week. So. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully you guys are staying cool and hydrated wherever you're at. I know it's been spicy all over the place. I remember hearing about over in the UK and it, everybody's like, it's not that hot. I'm like, it's pretty hot for them, though. Like, they don't they don't experience the that shit. houses aren't designed for it either. Yeah. So. The other yeah, roads were like buckling and stuff, like yeah. melting I, I or something. I would say people don't take infrastructure into consideration. So. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. All right. So Plus Club, we played uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time Man of Medan, which is part of the um, yeah. Dark Pictures <laughs> I think it's called. I think so. Yeah, it's a thing. And then uh, Arcade Again. So we're going to discuss those. Um, but before we talk about the games we played throughout July, we got to figure out what's coming out in August. Luckily, that information is available, and it's right here. Uh, the games are Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which is the remake of the first two games. Then we got Yakuza Like a Dragon and then Little Nightmares. These are confirmed, and these will be our games in August. Chevy, how are you feeling about the games for PlayStation Plus in August? Um, I mean, Tony Hawk should be pretty, pretty simple to, to, to do. Um, I'm not necessarily, you know, uh, I don't have strong feelings one way or another. I like it was, it's a relic of its era. So, um, I think it'll be interesting to see how that translates to modern day. Uh, cause I can't imagine a game like that coming out now in the way it plays. Yeah. Uh, Little Nightmares. I don't remember what that is. I've been told, I don't know what it is either, but I've been told uh, many times um, that I need to play it. So it'll be nice to finally play it because I have to. All right. And then. Because there's a second one out too. So gotcha. if you like this, there'll be uh, more for you. I gotcha, gotcha. And then, yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I mean, I want to play it, but I'm also, <laughs> I mean, I have to play it, obviously. Uh, but I, uh, I am a little bummed because I have not played the prior Yakuza games, and I don't know how much connective tissue is there. Uh, maybe loosely, things that are in the series, all of them are in this, but it's its own independent story. Okay, uh, so I'm sure there's going to be like, uh, like Easter eggs and stuff like that. I'm going to be missing out on, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to try it for sure. I think you'll like it. Um, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for August. I think it's a really good looking month. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I have not played this. I wanted to play when it came out, but I just didn't because I was like, you know what? I'm going to play them. I'm going to have my nostalgia. I'm going to move on with my life. Um, so it's going to be nice to just get it and be able to play it. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm like currently going towards the end of the game right now on PC. So uh, I'm not going to invest that kind of time again. Um, but I will play it on uh, on PS5 just to check it out and see how it plays. Um 
but uh, I am I'm I've already been vocal about this game, so I'm excited uh, for people to get to play this if they haven't. And then uh, Little Nightmares, I'm excited to try because it's a game that's been recommended to me many times, and uh, I just haven't checked it out, and now I'm gonna have to. So. Um, Overall, looks like a really good month. Um, two of the games seem like things you can just kind of pop in and play a little bit and be done with it. So that'd be nice for, you know, my sanity when I'm trying to play the games I also want to play. Um, but Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, which is a game I absolutely uh, I'm already playing right now. Um, for other people, it's a time investment. So um, it's a pretty big game. So if you're going to hop into that, it's not like a kind of pop in, play a little bit and leave kind of game. That's a full RPG. So be ready for that. Um but yeah, August looking really good. I'm really excited for the games that are uh, being released then. Um, anything else? Um, mostly just a question. I don't have any of the other PlayStation packages, but uh, how do they do their <clears throat> the rollout on the uh, extra games or whatever they do? I don't know either because I haven't checked it out yet, but I think they should introduce some new games. Like middle of the month type yeah, of deal? Yeah, okay. something like that. Um, gotcha. I haven't been staying on top of it. So if somebody has an answer to that, let us know in the comments because neither of us have upgraded yet because, uh, you know, I'm happy enough with what I got. And the, the, yeah, the personal value is not there for me yet. Yeah, well, I see the value for sure, but, like, I am already playing all the games I want to play and I don't need more games to play right now. Yeah, no, I, I see the value. I don't see yeah. the value for me personally. Yeah, for sure. Like, and um, I heard that they don't have, like, the Metal Gear Solid games on there and that would be a big selling point for me because I'd love to be able to go back and play... Um, Really, any of them, but uh, it's crazy to me that you can't play Metal Gear Solid 4 like anywhere, except for on a PS3. PS3 game, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like that's one of the biggest games of that series, and like you can't even access it. So I'm sure you could, but a certain company probably doesn't want to invest money in making that happen. So. Sure, and uh, I'm sure there's ways to do it um, online as well. So I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, Anything else? That's it. Let us know in the comments what do you guys think about August games. What do you think uh, about uh, playing Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Little Nightmares. Have you played any of these? And, uh, yeah, let me know everything you can think about in the comments below when it comes to the games coming out in August. All right, let's jump into the games we played this month, and those are Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Man of Medan, and Arcade Again at Ageddon. Arcade Ageddon. I hate that fucking name. Um, let's start with Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. In case you didn't get a chance to play this, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time is the legit fourth Crash Bandicoot game um, made by Toys for Bob, who I think got uh, turned into a Call of Duty uh, dev now, which is kind of depressing. Um, in which you play as Crash Bandicoot. And you go on another Crash Bandicoot uh, adventure. I wasn't paying attention to the story, so I can't really tell you what, what, the, what it's about. But it is uh, revisiting the uh, old school platforming of the PlayStation era um, in which uh, it is a 3D platformer, but it is more so about going forward or to the right or left in various 3D um uh, areas and jumping from platform to platform while um, you know uh, fighting random enemies on the maps and having a lot of environmental um, uh, traps and things that can take you out in an instant um, and yeah it's uh, it's kind of challenging for a platformer and um, has a lot of uh, uh, zaniness to it um, this one has uh, different areas you can go to where you get a specific 
uh, item that you can use for that area, one being uh, being able to go between two kind of d dimensions. Uh, so platforms exist in this one and platforms exist in that one, and you have to switch between them constantly when you're jumping, which makes uh, the platforming interesting. Um, and then later, I think there's some kind of like hover, not hover boots, like gravity boot type thing, but... I didn't play that this month, but I did in the past. So anyway, uh, that is that. Uh, we both played it. And uh, let's start with Chevy with uh, your impressions on Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Okay. Um, well, I don't have a, a, a history with this series. I played the original. That was it. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't, um, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like into it back then either. Um, so playing this, um, I kind of expected more of that. And um for better or worse, depending on how you look at it, uh, they it feels like Crash Bandicoot. It's authentic, yeah. Yeah, they, so they um, they did a good job of capturing that feel for sure. Um, visually, it looks modern, which is great. Um, the controls are simple but effective. It's a platformer, so it doesn't need to be like crazy complicated. And I honestly kind of appreciate when games can just make a game based off of a simple control structure. Sometimes mm -hmm. um, it does have a story, like you said. It's you know. Basically, you know, a couple dudes, bad guys are stuck and they want to get out and they use a mask and they rip a hole in time space or whatever and, and escape. And then you also start traveling through time space to try to fix these tears. So, oh, yeah, um, that's what's going on. And like you mentioned, as you, you kind of progress through, you, you get all these gadgets, which is a nice like uh, break of the, you know, the monotony of, of doing the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again that presents new challenges and whatnot. Um and you know, I think they did a pretty good job in that regard. The you know, the the character has that old school character thing too, where he just makes noises, doesn't really talk, which I kind of felt a little nostalgic uh, with, because a lot of games now, because of voice acting uh, being so prominent in the industry, um, everyone has a voice now. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I kind of do miss that, like uh, almost too silent, uh, you know, main what's that uh, protagonist? Yeah. So. Uh, you do eventually get to unlock a second character to play as, so um, you can switch between the two, I think, pretty much at any time outside of inside the mission. I could be wrong. Maybe you can do it in mission two. Yeah, certain missions you can switch between them. I think there's certain ones you can't, though, but I don't, I don't remember. Gotcha, gotcha. I could be wrong. Um, I probably am wrong. And then, yeah, so for at least the little bit I played, I didn't beat the game. But um, you know, you run down, very similar to the original one, uh, a, 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 effectively a hallway. Uh, while breaking boxes to collect things, looking for the platform to go to the secret bonus levels, and then like trying not to die, uh, the game does a pretty good job of uh, putting checkpoints here and there too. So when you inevitably um, are impatient like I am and just start dying because you're trying to rush through the level, mm -hmm. um, you're not completely punished. So um, I appreciate that as well because then I can go, okay, Chevy, slow down, do it the right way. I got the fucking <laughs> super meat boy fucking mentality in this game where I'm like, I'm just going to go. And like when I die, I'm like, okay, remember that. And I'm like muscle memory. I just keep like just doing, 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 mm -hmm. doing, doing. And for the most part, I'm not getting murdered. But when I do, I'm just like, okay, I just got to not do that again. And like, but like I'm playing it like I'm trying to speed through it. I'm like, what am I doing? You can stop. Like yeah. you can fucking hang out for a second. But in my brain, I'm like, you got to go. You got to go. For sure. For sure. Uh, I, I caught myself doing that really early on too, mm -hmm. just like zooming. And then I was like, I gotta slow down sometimes. Um, I mean, like speaking of Super Meat Boy, I do the same thing in that game sometimes too. Like, stop, you don't have to zoom constantly. So sometimes you do in that game sometimes too. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're not zooming fast enough. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what else I really want to bring up. The control schemes are good, the graphics are good, audio is good. 
Um, I feel like they captured the charm and gameplay pretty well. I, um, you know, just outside of personal taste, I think they did a, a really good job with it, and yeah. I had a pretty decent experience, um, even though I'm not the biggest fan of platformers. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of what thing. One thing I kind of hinted at is uh, uh, I think it's kind of lame that they took Toys for Bob and put them in on Call of Duty because you know that's Activision's fucking money maker because I think Toys for Bob did a really good job making an authentic Crash Bandicoot experience. Mm-hmm. It feels like Crash Bandicoot. Like if you're like you said, you're a fan or not, you're gonna have the same probably opinion here because if you like Cra- Crash Bandicoot, you just got the fourth one and it feels like it. Mm-hmm. If you're not really into Crash Bandicoot, you just you're playing the fourth one and you're gonna go, I'm not really into Crash Bandicoot. Right. Why am I playing this? <laughs> um so I give them a lot of props for uh, the work they put into making an authentic game that feels new, modern, but also feels nostalgic and feels authentic. So they did a really good job there. So as for my opinions, um, I think it is a good, clean-looking game. It's a platformer, so I don't expect a shitload from the graphics. Uh, I don't expect it to be Ratchet and Clank because that, that's the kind of... You know, I was going to make the point. Platformers don't have to be good-looking, but talk to Ratchet and Clank. It's a very good-looking game. Um, but it's, it's a good, clean-looking game, so um, that's nice. Uh, the levels are um, uh, smart, in my opinion. They're clever because they feel like the older levels you'd expect from a, um, a PlayStation-era platformer. But they got some new tricks up their sleeve. Um, they got some you know bonus zones you can go to in certain levels, and there's just a lot um, of variety as you get through these that uh, remind you of the past but also give you new challenges that go like, oh, shit, this is kind of cool, like what they can do now. Um, also, I failed to mention too, unlockables. If you are really good at the course, you get a score, mm-hmm. and if you get a perfect score, you get an, uh, an unlocked uh, skin. Yeah, there's skins in the game, which is really cool too. Um, so you know that's neat. If you're enjoying yourself, it's cool to go like, I'm gonna dress crash like this, mm-hmm. um, or whatever the girl's name is. I forgot her name. Um, that you can play as. Uh, yeah, so the variety is really good. The levels are different, and some of them. Uh, one thing I, I kind of appreciate from the older Crash Bandicoot games, because that era—I'm not going to get too deep into that—but that era of platforming is really interesting. Because that was just fresh off of uh, the 2D platforming era um, on PlayStation. They're like, "Well, we can do more 2D platformers," and they did Symphony of the Night. But um, they dabbled with 3D before 64 took it into the 3D realm, where you're running all over the place like Mario 64. But some people dabbled with that run forward or run towards the screen thing that Crash Bandicoot was kind of famous for, like where there's an enemy behind you chasing mm-hmm. you and you're running at the screen, jumping over things. And this has set pieces like that still. Um, but they can have a lot of fun with it now because the technology allows them to do a lot of uh, cool animations. You know, the boss chasing you gets stuck on things or comes out from the side or whatever uh, while you're running from them. And this happens like at the end of a, of a level. So there's... There's these cool set pieces that can happen that are always a lot of fun, feel nostalgic, nostalgic, but also um, are just fun to play. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so the platforming's good. Um, it's still kind of weird, though, having your camera kind of up at a degree and you're jumping in a 3D realm at like a more of a left to right up down um, axis or whatever. And there's blocks and you're trying to. I mean, luckily, they put a little circle on the ground in this one. and the older ones, they don't. And I think in classic mode, you can turn that off. Um, but it'll show you where you're going to land. Mm. And the older ones don't do that. It's like, just 
fucking land on it and get <laughs> Go good at the it, game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's still kind of weird. I, every once in a while, I would like almost miss a platform. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, I like, should have jumped off the course a couple times. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it's something you just get used to and, and get, you know, get better at. But um, uh, it is kind of weird to do that because mm-hmm. it's, it's so different than like playing, you know, a, a platform like Ratchet and Clank where you are just behind your character. It's a third person game. And so you're always running towards the thing you're jumping at. Whereas in this, you're at a fixed camera and you're moving the character around jumping on things and it's just a, kind of a you know a different way of doing platforming that's old but uh i think still works it's just kind of weird um yeah and honestly i don't know if i have much else to add to this like i just think they did a good authentic job to the game i think it's fun i think it looks good i think it maintains the zany nature of crash bandicoot which is great for someone like me who grew up with that shit um I don't really think I have any negatives to give it. Um, I don't think I did either. Yeah. I mean, it's just solid. Like, whether you like Crash Bandicoot or not is really what it comes down to. Um, or if you're somewhere in between, you can probably appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. I enjoyed playing it. Um, and I would definitely play it again. So, that's where I'm at. Anything else you want to say before we jump into recommendations? No, not really. All right, so uh, let's jump into recommendations then. Um, I think the easy one is platformers. If you like platformers, this is a platformer, and it platforms different than a lot of platformers. So if you want variety, check this out. If you're a Crash Bandicoot fan, it's a must-play in my opinion. You should play it if you haven't already for some reason. Um, if you are maybe um, a younger gamer or maybe got into gaming late, um, and you've played some platformers, but you want to experience um, a really interesting era of platforming that's being revisited with this game, uh, I would definitely recommend it to you just to kind of like get a wider view of the spectrum of gaming um, because, you know, the two most prominent platforming types are the 2D platformer and now the 3D platformer, but this weird uh, era of platforming was a thing for a little bit on PlayStation and uh, it's definitely worth checking out, So, and I think you'll like it. Um, if you like unlocking things, collectibles, skins, stuff like that, uh, getting the highest score. Um, when I play, uh, Sarah would get annoyed at me because like, I'd grab as much boxes as I could, but I wouldn't make a point to find every single one. Oh, she'd hated me. And I would finish, <laughs> and it's like missing three boxes. And she's like, you didn't get them all. And I'm like, it's fine. I just move on. I, uh, I literally didn't even try to get them. I just tried to get through the Just get through the, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll grab them if they're there in front of me, but like there's some that are kind of hidden off the path that you got to find. Like one was behind a wall. You had to like walk behind a wall and if you jump and hit, there's a box there. I'm like, oh, there's a box in there. Okay. Um, I think I treated it, I treat a lot like I do. Uh, this could be a weird example, but like gotcha games where like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get through the story the first time and then I'll do the extras afterwards if I'm invested. Um, so like, you know, you do all the maps, but then like I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go back and get all the boxes. Yeah, type of deal. So yeah, I can see it. that's that's my mentality. I'm like, let's get through the levels now. And if I'm feeling later that I want to get all the boxes, I still yeah. want to get more out of this game. That's a reason for me to go for back. Sure. So it's kind of a strategy for me. But also, um, my younger self used to try and get everything in games. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, dude, you got to just beat the game. You can't be here forever. Like, we got to beat this game so we can play another game because they just come out every five they seconds. Come out now. way faster these days. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, long story short, if you're somebody who wants to collect everything, and I know somebody who is like that, um, you're going to want to play this game, for sure. Coins and fucking rings and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're like that kind of gamer. And then <laughs> lastly, um, I'm going to I'm gonna pull a Chris 
and say, if you got kids, they might like this. I it's so. friendly for everybody. It's definitely um, for everyone's type of game. Yeah, it, it's good for everybody, uh, whether you're an adult or a kid. So this would be really good if you have kids and you want them to you know, have like a fun platformer with characters um, who are fun and zany and weird, make funny faces, do goofy things, fall off cliffs and stuff like that, Looney Tunes-esque stuff. Um, I would recommend it to you. What do you got? Nothing. I feel like I nailed everything. Yeah, I was say, it's not a lot I can add to that. So. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into grades. Um, you know, I don't love this game, but I think it's really good. Like, legit, really good. So I'm going to give it a very, very strong B+. Um, I would maybe go A range if I, uh, you know, had some deeper love for it. But it was really fun to play it again, uh, to kind of, uh, you know, revisit this kind of platforming. Um, and, yeah, I thought it was a really solid game. I don't have any complaints about it. Um I just, you know, I don't know if I'm going to come running back to it anytime soon, but it's yeah. it's it's a cool game for sure, and I definitely recommend it. So, strong B+. Yeah, I mean, on a personal level, my, my grade would be probably pretty low, but um, thinking about it as a video game uh, and not as something I would buy. Well, potentially for anybody who might be new here, because we've gotten some subscribers lately, um, how do you grade are you are you mixing the two, or are you going purely off of? It's impossible to completely dismiss my personal feelings. Yes, obviously. one I, I would hope you wouldn't do that, but I yeah. allow us to grade however the fuck yeah, we want. But I uh, I try to look at it as a as a product because I mean that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, and we both can look at things in a nuanced uh, lens of going even if it's not a game for me, there are mm -hmm. still things that are good or bad about it. Well, and, and so I'll just kind of throw this out there. Then mm -hmm. it, on a personal level, I think the game's a C. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's fine, whatever. But I do think as a video game and what they've offered and what they've done with me having zero complaints, I'd probably give it also a strong view plus. I do mm -hmm. think um, a little more features and stuff like that would probably bump it into A as a, sure. as a, as a package itself. Um, yeah, I, could see I that. do think it's a little bit um, minimal in what it offers. Cut and dry, just get in, do the thing, and but be it, done with it, it. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. So yeah, I'd give yeah. it a, a B plus as, you know, as objective as I can be about it. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and my my grading skill for me personally is is very strongly my own like for it. But my I like most genres of games, so that's that's easy to meet. But um, but then also, yeah, how how well I think the game was produced, uh, you know, how much passion I think went into the game. Even if it's a game I'm not into, I'm like these guys really cared about this game. I'm gonna definitely grade it according to that. Um, but then also, you know, I reserve the A territory for something that. It hit me a little different than most games. If I'm like, like this is a really fucking good game that I really want to play, um, or I got something from emotionally, possibly, then you get into the A territory. But B, B for me is like, you know, it excels. It's good. It's not just like an average game because yeah. you know a C could just be like, you know, it's an alright game, whatever. Well, so, I mean, we're using a grading scale. C is average. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this before, but maybe we can revisit real quick. Uh, I don't like the one through ten system because IGN and GameSpot have ruined uh, anything below a seven for people. People see something under seven, they don't think it's good. And I'm like, so you just have a whole part of your scale that doesn't matter anymore. It's either seven or up, and I'm like, that's dumb. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Though I, I do think one website that handles it pretty well is uh, it's not an anime show, obviously, but there's a website called My Anime List where you can, like, you know, queue up stuff you want to watch and whatnot. But mm. they have a one through ten system, but next to each number also has, like, a feeling. Mm. So, like... You look at six, and next six says fine. Like it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, and so you know if you feel that way, you should probably give it a six. You know, okay, that, interesting. Versus like you know tens like masterpiece or whatever. So. Yeah, I just think the the traditional one through ten scale is uh 
it has just been tainted by a lot of things in gaming specifically because like a lot of gamers will see something under a seven and go like it's bad and it's like that shouldn't be bad yeah well, um, that's just some journalism fucking yeah up. it's so. it's fucked so yeah i like using the uh the the grading system because you know uh, you know a, a excels it is superior it's better than a lot of other things b is like great it's like hey this is awesome you did a great job c is like hey it's fine like, cool. D is like, it had some weaknesses, man. But, you know, it's not an F. And then F's just like, fuck that game. It's not good. Yeah. Which I've only given, like, I think, like, three Fs. So, People maybe two. I've only given one, and it's because the game literally broke. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. Anyway, enough about that, though. We both gave it a B plus. So, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Um, did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, what would you grade it? What did you like about it? Have you played the games in the past? Or is this your first Crash Bandicoot game? Um, what's your favorite platformer? And uh, I would answer that myself, but I can't think off the top of my head right now. And the only thing I'm thinking is, like, Ratchet and Clank's pretty good. Mario's really good. I do really like Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, I wasn't even a big fan, fan like, back in the day, but, like, this most recent one is, like, really fucking good. Um, the Mario games are really great. Um, it's it's a roguelike, but it's a platformer. Dead Cells I fucking mm. love. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's know what you're thinking about, though, in the comments below. All right, let's jump into our next game, which was Arcadageddon. I can't wait to not have to say that name ever again. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to play Arcadageddon, it is a up-to-four-player cooperative roguelike um, in which you and your friends can go into uh, PvE ses sessions where you uh, go through three sections, not three sections, um, it's set up weird. You essentially run through and you shoot a bunch of enemies and then random objectives will pop up, uh, sometimes being like, destroy these things. And you have to shoot those things while enemies are attacking you. And then there's these mid uh, sections between um, the parts of the level where you can re-gear up, get your ammo back, uh, buy new weapons that are temporary for that level. Um you know, just kind of get set up for the next part. And then you go into the next part and you do more of shooting enemies and random objectives happening. I don't know if it's procedurally generated, but it almost feels like it is. Um, and yeah, every map is set up almost like a battle royale. You have to get geared up. So you have some starting weapons, but then you start breaking boxes and opening chests and killing enemies and they'll drop loot and you can pick up things, swap things out. They're color uh, coordinated. So like, you know, there's like blues and greens and stuff like that. Um, of different rarities um, and you're trying to get geared up to get further in this uh, roguelike that eventually when your team uh, fails or you leave the session um, you end you know on level five level six or whatever and uh, restart again um, it does allow you if you get far enough to unlock starting at level five starting at level 10 starting at level 15 so if you are playing the game a lot you don't have to go back to the very beginning of your run um, which is appreciated. Uh, the game has cosmetics that you unlock and you can change the way your character looks. There's also perks you can equip and use uh, during these runs that you unlock as you play. And there are weapon skins that you unlock. So when you you know break boxes and find a gun, uh, your gun will look different than other people's. But also you can uh, unlock starting weapons for your runs. So you can have a little bit of an edge at the beginning of your run as you unlock weapons. There's also a PvP mode that I did not touch, so I don't know anything about that, and it will not be part of my grade. And, yeah, I think I covered everything. There's missions. 
you take from NPCs and you can do those, which are essentially like, you know, get 15 grenade kills or complete this many levels in your run or whatever the fuck, simple shit like that. And uh, worth noting, it is made by Ilphonic, who made the Friday the 13th game and Predator Hunting Grounds. And I have to say, this is something worth noting. It is their best made game quality-wise. Um, everything functions for the most part outside of you have some weird issue that you can talk about when we get into that. I don't remember. You said like you couldn't, people didn't have things above their heads and you couldn't access customization shit. Oh, I want to swing single player. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So we'll, we'll get into that when, uh, when you hop into your thoughts on it, but I'll jump into my impressions. Um, and overall, um, I think this game is kind of cool. Um, first off, I want to give Ilphonic uh, some props. A lot of their games come out and they got some cool ideas, but they're always really janky and have a lot of issues. Uh, Predator Hunting Ground was a lag fest. The AI was fucking horrendous. Some of the worst AI I've seen in a long time, but had some cool ideas. The Predator was cool. The idea of having uh, four dudes trying to complete missions while someone else is trying to attack them is cool. Friday the 13th is a lot of fun. It's just they got kind of fucked on that because the guy um, who owns uh, uh, Jason... Um, won't allow them to uh, update that game with new content. So it just kind of exists, and it's done, and it's kind of buggy, but it's got some charm. It's a fun game, and the whole Chad meme is hilarious. Uh, it's given the game a whole new life. So anyway, uh, going from playing those games to this, this game just functions the way it should. It's a third-person shooter. It's a tight shooter. It uh, has good mobility, double jumps, stuff like that. has cool abilities. It kind of feels like a lesser Warframe in the early uh, days of Warframe, not where Warframe is now, which is kind of weird. Um... I hate the visual style. It looks like Osmosis Jones. It's really stupid looking. Um, you know, if somebody likes it, I'm happy to like it. But for me, the, you know, if I'm going to play a game where I'm like unlocking cosmetics, getting skins, and wanting to progress even further, I'll do it because I like I like a game where there's progression where I'm unlocking things. I can get really hooked to something. But if I don't like the way my character looks, the world looks, it's a little less interesting. And it's less likely I'm going to invest more time in that game. Um, so that is a criticism. I don't know what they're really thinking when it came to the visual style of the game. Everything is just weird looking uh, visually. Like I said, it looks like Osmosis Jones. So that was a weird um, decision on their part. Um, the variety of guns is really good. There's actually quite a bit of guns that you unlock um, and uh, you know find on your runs. Uh, a lot of cool variety. There's you know machine guns, SMGs, pistols, shotguns, stuff like that. But then you get like special weapons. You know one being like a saw gun that actually will cut enemies in half wherever you shoot them. Super satisfying. A lot of cool missile launchers. One that just shoots almost like a machine gun, just like doo -doo 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 -doo, just like unloads a bunch of missiles. It's got a really cool mayhem to the combat that. Um, you know, not to bring up Ratchet and Clank again, but kind of has like a Ratchet and Clank feel, like some crazy weapons. You know, not as crazy, but pretty pretty interesting stuff going on. Um, I like roguelikes, and I like cooperative roguelikes. So the formula works for me. I think it's a fun game. Uh, it is an easy game that if I'm forcing myself to play it, I will have fun with it. Uh, it's not a game I think about playing otherwise. Um, but uh, it's it's a fun experience. It's, uh, it's a tight shooter, which I appreciate. If you're going to be a shooter, make sure it's tight. Like the aiming's good and... Um, I, I enjoyed that. Um, there's melee weapons in the game. I avoided them, but I used them a little bit, and it, I think it's kind of cool that, that you can run and hit things, but in a game where enemies are just shooting at you, um, 
it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to be doing that because I want to be able to get them before they get me. And the best way to do that is from a distance. So um, I avoided those weapons. Um, abilities are nice. My guy had a bubble shield and a heal. So a lot of times in situations where it got a little chaotic, I would drop the bubble shield and I'd drop a heal and just kind of hang out in it, shoot at people and kind of, you know, get our, our shit together before moving on. Um, yeah. I failed to, to mention earlier too, there's bosses in this game that you can run into, which I think is a nice touch. I only fought like two different bosses and they were interesting enough and they felt like bosses because they had like shields and she had to break down before you could start damaging them. Um, so I appreciate that. There is something you're you know, working up towards and finally fighting um, before moving on to a new section, which is uh, a cool thing, um, you know, though kind of expected. Um, and yeah, I feel like this game could be a game I would want to keep playing um, if visually it was something more compelling. Um, you know, there is real progression where you're unlocking things you can use and there is cosmetics. So they're doing that right, in my opinion. But I don't care about the cosmetics because I don't care about the way my character looks. Um, but the way you unlock abilities and uh, guns for your, your future runs is cool. Not compelling enough to make me get really hooked on the game but it's a nice touch and i appreciate it um yeah missions are cool they're not like interesting but I, i'm glad there's some kind of objective to do other than just like to see how far you can get in the run um gives you something to work towards um multiplayer worked fine uh i played with randos and i played with you each time i didn't really have an issue so they did a good job there and yeah overall it's 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 a little better than okay. Like I, I had enough fun. I would I would play it again, but I will probably uninstall it because I don't know anybody who plays this. And I'm not gonna play this on my own. So yeah, I'm kind of in like a weird mid territory when it comes to this game because uh, it's it's fine. It's just not like amazing. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with a lot with what you said. <clears throat> Weapons are are creative and a little interesting. Um, that does also carry into the melee weapons. I did use melee a little bit. Um, I'm going to sneeze. Uh-oh. Shaggy going to sneeze. going to sneeze, Shaggy. What? <laughs> Get him, what, Shaggy? Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, I... Uh, I used a, a you start with a baseball bat uh, and then you get um, other stuff and I unlocked a two handed sword and it had a um, horizontal swing which had a little bit of a delay because it was a giant sword mm -hmm. and then it had a downward um, like slam move which caused a, a small like uh, shockwave. Um, it was pretty neat. The only problem is that when you get to higher levels, you don't take damage very well. And like you said, it, it, it stops making sense to use it, which kind of sucks because um, it did feel pretty good to use the melee weapons outside mm -hmm. of that. Um, I also meleeed people a lot in the first like five stages just because like it was quick to just run by and smack them real quick. Yeah, I, I pulled the fucking Halo thing a lot of times yeah. where I'd be shooting a dude, and if I got close enough, I just hit him. Yeah, it works in this game for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it plays um, smoothly, so I'll give him credit in that regard. Uh, you had brought up you know that i had experienced that thing i don't know if it was a bug or just the way the single player works or whatever but um i had zero access to the customization stuff which was really weird and there were no quests when i played in single player they were just not there so that'd be crazy if that was intentional 
Yeah. Because they're like, you're playing by yourself? Well, well I, you're not even going to play the game how it's intended to be I played, played the game once by myself and once co-op, so I don't have like a, a broad yeah. uh, you know, experience with it to be able to, to know for sure. But, but it was resolved when you played with me. But yeah, when yeah. I played with you, all that stuff was available, so mm. that is worth noting. Um, I didn't do any of the quests. I just grabbed them. Um, if I did do them, I was ignorant of it. Uh, I think it's pretty much where my positives go away, because I, I actually, like you, I think the visual style is... is um, not for me. I was gonna say not great, but someone's gonna like it. So um, I don't like it. I think it looks awful. Um, I also don't like roguelikes. The the formula just doesn't do it for me. I don't like um, the temporary nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the gameplay loop. Um, and I can do repetitive, but I don't feel like I'm getting a whole lot for my re- repetitiveness here. And so like it becomes tedious to do the same thing over and over again um which sucks because like uh i'd like to enjoy it because i do think the weapons are neat um but i just i don't find myself wanting to play it and when i was playing it um i was kind of shutting my brain off Mm -hmm. Uh, not really like focusing on playing the game as much as just like going through the motions and i I haven't been playing this game very long i shouldn't already be in that mindset so that's fair um kind of weird uh and the bosses i fought two um both of them are like insane hit point sponges yeah um it's it's pretty wild um i think there's more creative ways to make bosses than to just make them eat um all your ammo so yeah that's true um so yeah i i didn't necessarily hate my time but i don't really have i don't have any love for it either it was like it's gonna be for someone i just don't think that someone is me so I want to know who this game is for because I I feel like I liked it enough. Yeah. But I'm like, who who loves this game? Who is it made for? It, it borrows a lot from a lot of games formulas, yeah, but does, yeah. it doesn't have a visual identity. It's Osmosis Jones, and it's not strong enough in its features to really pull you from another game. Like you could go play Warframe and play a much more expansive game that does everything this game does fucking way better yeah when i saw my character when i first the first time i played the game my initial reaction was ugh. <laughs> yeah i hate the look it's so dumb so yeah it's yeah when i was making my character i'm like dude i don't i don't even care how this looks and then i unlock some stuff and i'm like my guy looks fucking stupid yeah kind of reminds me of uh it's gonna be a weird i guess example but like how when you when you play like an ubisoft game and outside of like tactical armors and stuff like that they're when they pick style for your mm-hmm. character i'm always like why do i look so dumb yeah i hate ubisoft like <laughs> they had a name for it for a while it was something it was like tactical punk or something like that and it's so fucking dumb it's like that that's for like a 14 year old yeah um you got the same vibes so. yeah yeah anyway anyway that, i mean that's generally my impressions like otherwise you kind of explain how the game plays and my experience with it, with it was one single player venture and one co op venture. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put a lot of time in this game because it just doesn't do it for me. So yeah, I feel like you get it. I mean, that's yeah. the game. So should we jump into recommendations? Yeah. Um, 
you like cooperative shooters, I'd recommend it to you lightly. It's not the best, but you know, you'll get some fun out of it. It's a tight shooter. It works. It's functional. If you like uh, games with a variety of weapons, some with more zany elements to them, you might dig this. If you like roguelikes and specifically uh, cooperative roguelikes, I would recommend it to you. If you're a fan of the Osmosis Jones fandom, there is an Osmosis Jones game and it's called Arcade Again. Um, so check it out. Um, if you are a fan of Warframe, um, I would lightly recommend this to you. Um, but it's not enough. It's not good enough. It's, it's, it's not even remotely close to as good as Warframe. So you just be kind of taking a step down. But if you like the formula of like <coughs> in a group together, starting a mission and running through and killing everything until you get to the end, um, it has that. So check it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Either and you you don't get anything else. Not really. Yeah, it's just hard to hard recommend it certain ways because. Well, I'm because we got it's not, PlayStation Plus. It's it's a premium game, right? It's not a free to play game. I think it's premium. Yeah, it came out. It, it was it, out before. It this. feels like a free to play game. I feel like it feels a little above a free to play game, but it it could be free to play for sure. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, the game almost seems like they made it for that in terms of like. The progression structure and stuff saying, to keep yeah. you playing um but the quality is pretty pretty decent but nowadays a lot of free-to-play games the quality is like just as good as a triple-a game so i guess i'm just being a boomer with that um yeah i would not be surprised if this game were free to play probably be smart for them it probably should be yeah make a battle pass i hate battle passes but a lot of people don't seem to mind them so uh do that and you might make some money off this game um yeah, so no more recommendations. No. Let's jump into grades. I'll let you grade first this time. Okay. Um, I think this game is a hair above average, so I'm going to give it a C+. Um, it did a whole lot of nothing for me. Uh, I don't think it plays bad. That's why I'm not giving it a, ba- a negative grade, because that if it did play bad, this game would be complete garbage for me. Um, I do think... Uh, they could do a lot more to, to make the game more incentive to play, but I do feel like they were just kind of like trying to just make a game. I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel super inspired it, to me. It does just feel like they're just trying to make a game. They could hopefully get people hooked on and keep playing over and yeah. over again. So yeah. yeah, I don't have any love for it, um, but I don't think it's bad. So I'm going to give a C plus. I'm fucking teeter tottering really hard between C plus and B minus. With a B minus, I'm like, I almost feel like I'm giving it too much credit because I don't, I don't think it's like great, but I wasn't bored playing it. Mm. But with C plus, I feel like that's a good grade to give it, but I almost feel like I'm grading it too low because it's not horrible. And then C plus isn't horrible, but like I feel like that's just so low. But I'm probably gonna go with a really strong C plus as well. Um, I was not bored playing it, but the game doesn't have enough. Um, individuality to get me to want to come back to it uh, after i uninstall this give it a couple months i'm gonna forget this game existed um which sucks because it's it's fun enough but it just doesn't have enough to it to be like that's arcade again it's got a really stupid name it's got a style that's not that interesting but it is a tight shooting um uh you know third person roguelike that has co- cooperative you know gameplay and a lot of weapons so i mean like you know, just a couple things could have could have inched it up, and they didn't do that. So there's just some questionable decisions, in my opinion, that really I think held this game back. So I'm gonna go with a C plus as well. 
Strong one though, almost a B minus. That's where I'm at. So, uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, let's know in the comments what do you guys think of arcade again? Did you play? It? Did you not play it? If you didn't play, it, why didn't you play it? If you did play, it, what did you think of it? What did you think of the style? Did you like it? If you did, let me know. No judgment. Um, if you didn't like it, let me know why you didn't like it as well. Do you think it looks like Osmosis Jones? Um, what did you think of the variety of weapons? What did you think of the core gameplay loop? Did you try the PvP? We didn't do that. That's not part of our grade. But maybe you played it. Maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't like it. Let us know though. Everything you're thinking about when it comes to arcade again in the comments below. Last game we played this month was the dark pictures anthology man of medan if you didn't get a chance to play it or you haven't seen any of these games they are essentially horror based themed adventure games where you play as multiple characters um going through these horror stories where you go through you find items um and you make decisions for the characters and you essentially see who can survive the uh story um the game does offer some kind of uh uh you know breaking the third wall meta uh parts of the game where you will play through the story that's happening to these characters and then you'll take these breaks where i forgot the guy's name but there's this dude in all the games who will like talk to you and kind of give you these little uh hints or whatever kind of psych you out and then every once i'll make you make decisions in between that that can affect the rest of the game or kind of test where you're at um so they have this uh really interesting um theme to them and yeah you walk around you make decisions man of medan is about um because there's other games like this uh about a bunch of nerds uh wanting to find some world war ii treasure uh out in the ocean when they uh when things go awry after meeting certain people and they go they end up finding a ship out at the out at sea where some things happened back in the day in world war ii and uh, they have to go on the ship and they experience uh, a horror story that you get to make choices in. I'm going to be very vague because even though I got some strong opinions of this game, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who potentially wants to play it and have that unravel for them. We both played it. And uh, how about we start with you, Chevy, on your thoughts of Man of Dan, a horror game that you played almost fully through. Key or focus on the almost part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you got so scared you had to bail like five seconds before the game ended. I don't think I was the one that got scared. I think the yeah, PlayStation I was. Think, I think the yeah, I think <laughs> PlayStation Network got scared. Um, so yeah, I I don't have much of a history with horror games, obviously. Um, and though this game is technically horror, it relies very heavily on jump scares, which I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Um. But over in that, I actually do think the story in this game, without going into details about it, actually felt pretty grounded. I was surprised. I, uh, I was expecting... Um, God, how do I word this out? Ruining the story. I was expecting yeah. the what they show you in the beginning to kind of like just be it. And they actually did take the effort to make it something else. Um, uh, and it, it made sense. So I give them props for that because it's really easy to, to take like supernatural or fantasy and just like you know go with that and 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 it won't make any sense but you just you have to accept it because it's supernatural or fantasy and in this case it goes from supernatural to um understandable Mm -hmm. that's the best way to put it um yeah let's see what else the the visuals of the game are pretty good though when playing at the very least in co-op um there's some loading 
things that uh, it loads in layers and mm. uh, people look very crazy until they're finally loaded in. Uh, so that yeah, was, like texture popping and stuff. When you go to ne- the next scene, someone's face will be gone for a second and then it pops in. Yeah, it was, it was a little jarring and kind of took me out of it a couple of times. But, you know, it is what it is. So I won't bitch too much about that. Um, but I do think it is a very um, graphically detailed game. They did a good job in that regard. I, I actually really appreciate that for a narrative game, especially because yeah, these games are good place, looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you're not you're realistically you're not doing a lot, right? Yeah. So it does. I think making it look good is is really important, right? Because mm-hmm. you can you can make these crazy set pieces then at that point, and they really do a good job of that, especially with like the set camera and stuff like that. It, it was very reminiscent of playing like a PlayStation One era horror game in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, controls are garbage for movement. Your character moves like a fucking, you know, old school Cadillac. I didn't remember them being that bad. And then we're <laughs> playing it, and I was going to make excuses like, well, you get used to it. But, like, even, like, halfway through the game or almost to the end of the game, I was still like, dude, it's kind of annoying to walk around a fucking corner in this game. This, they, they take, like, their sweet-ass time in wide-ass corners. I don't get it. Yeah, they're going for, like, a realistic movement where you guys not, like, moving. Like, kind of like how Grand Theft Auto makes your character, like, actually have to take a step to turn and not just instantly turn. Which I can appreciate the 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 push for realism. But in this, they didn't nail it. It's it's It comes with the, with the fixed camera angles constantly moving and changing your, uh, you know, direction of where you're pressing to walk. And then having to turn sometimes. It, it feels your character moves funny, which takes you out of the game, and it feels clunky the whole yeah. time. And then when you're playing with a friend, um, you got two people, and they walk into each other. So it just becomes, on top of a game that feels very campy and B-rated uh, in a lot of ways, it also feels clunky as well. So it's kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, also, you know, speaking of realism, I can do a 180-degree turn without moving. I can just spin in place. So I don't know why a character in a game can't. I, I don't know. It's weird to me. So um, I don't walk that wide <laughs> in real life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, there is uh, a cast of characters who uh, go from okay to awful uh, in their personalities. Um and the awful ones really stand out. Holy crap! Um, I didn't like hate my experience by the by the time we were getting to the end of it because like you know it did kind of feel like one of those old school like cheaply made horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there were definitely some characters I was just like, man, I, if you were to just like disappear, I kind of wouldn't miss you. <laughs> That's kind of the worst thing is I don't like the characters. So yeah. like when they're like in danger, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Um, also, sometimes some of your, your dialogue choices, like the way a person would respond to another person, like people don't talk to each other like this. I mean, yeah. it's, maybe someone does, but Jesus. Yeah. Um, a dialogue apparently is a hard thing to write because some people, and in the game where you make decisions, I like get it, it's hard to kind of like meet the different dialogue lines together. So sometimes I can overlook that. But in this game, people talk like they're just learning to talk like a human recently. Yeah. And they'll say some really weird shit. And you're just like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Pretty understanding about the multiple choice thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mass Effect 2 is probably one of my favorite Western RPGs of all time. And, and it has all sorts of dialogue issues. So. Well, I just remember, yeah. Well, I just remember uh, back when The Walking Dead ca- uh, game first came out and everybody's going nuts about it. And we played it. We liked it a lot. Um, a friend of ours uh, played it as well. 
um, Rob, and mm-hmm. he was complaining about um, how sometimes the sentences didn't sync up based off your decisions very yeah, well. Yeah. I overlooked it because, you know, I, I could see what they're trying to do and it's For difficult sure. and they make those episodes pretty quickly. Um, but he wasn't a fan of that and to each their own. Yeah, uh, sure. So this game suffers from that as well. But yes. it also suffers from where you're just listening to dialogue you have nothing to do with. And they say some really weird shit. Yeah, I mean, I think a good example would be like, let's say like you have three dialogue choices. And to be real simple, it's like good, neutral, bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the way they, they talk, the, their response to being neutral Sounds like a human, but then bad. It, it's almost like they just go extreme caricature all of a sudden, and they get like really weird. And like, if I had someone talked to me like that in real life, I'd be like, I'm done talking to this guy. <laughs> like, I would laugh and be like, I can't believe there's a person who talks like this. And yeah, that's them. That's it, fucking it, weird as shit. For sure, it's very bizarre, right? Um, but again, like, it's not like game a game breaking thing. It's just like every time some certain characters would talk, I just be like. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, but it, it's also I think part of the game. So, yeah. um, and and to be honest, I I've a, and I'll talk about it. But I have a pass to this game. I played it, I streamed it when it first came out, and I I'm not gonna talk about that. But um, I had a really strong opinion on it. Um, playing it a second time, uh, playing with somebody, experiencing the same thing I was experiencing, or different things. It's kind of an interesting thing we should maybe talk about. Um, the game was much more enjoyable with somebody else playing with me because we were able to make fun of things. And it was like more of a funny experience than like, yeah. you know, I was playing on my own and going like, holy shit, dude, like this is fucking wild. Well, so I, something I want to give it credit for in its co-op sense, and I do think um, just to put it out there, I think co-op is its strong suit. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's neat that you did it. Uh, the experiences I was having on my screen and that you were having on yours were completely different, even if we were in the same scene. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were able to accomplish that, I think, is actually really impressive. Pretty crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, if you play this game single player, you play, uh, it, it'll kind of move you from character to character uh, through the story, and um, you make all the decisions uh, through the game. If you play it, uh, it's like couch co op mode. Um, I think it's like movie night mode. It's called. Um, at that point, you can assign uh, f- the characters to five different people, and you pass the controller. And as it skips to character to character, they get to play that one and make the decisions, and it, it kind of unfolds from there. But the mode we played is an online version where you play with another person, and you um, play independent characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so there's scenes where we're separated. And I don't know what you're doing except for what you're telling me, you know, when we're talking and I'm doing something else. And they get really creative with that because there are scenes where um, there are things happening when your character is uh, possibly in a high stress situation that potentially could affect the other player um, based off your choices and vice versa. And so they really play with the idea that you don't know what the other character is doing and that could potentially i'm trying to be super vague uh could potentially uh you know hurt uh you playing together you could you know have a character get killed off because one character you know might think the other character is somebody else and do something that they weren't meaning to do so uh they really they really had fun with this system yeah i think they did a good job with it i also thought it was interesting to be able to see uh same scenes from different perspectives yeah um, i'm going to use a scene early in the game to as to not spoil you know obviously the meat of the game 
Um, but you're on a boat uh, with you know the, the cast and a tense situation is happening, and one person is is in the thick of it while another person is kind of like sneaking around, and being able to see how those people can meet because you can also choose to fucking bail, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was really interesting and like being able to like talk up you know in voice chat about like what you are seeing with the other person. I think I think honestly. Um, if it wasn't for the co-op, I probably wouldn't have such a, like a strong opinion about the mm-hmm. game, but I do think the co-op, uh, experience, um, really adds to this game a lot. The co-op was so cool in my opinion on a game that I have some very strong opinions about. I'll talk about, um, when I get to it, uh, that it, it makes me want to only play these games co-op. Like the other games that have come out, mm. um, I forgot what they're called, but they got like four of them now. Um, I would only want to play them in this way now because it adds an element of mystery to it that um, and being able to share the experience with somebody that I thought was really neat. Yeah, yeah, no, it was neat for sure. Um, I mean, it's kind of like playing a Quantic Dream game co-op, except for it's a cheesy horror movie that I don't think is intentionally trying to be cheesy sometimes, but. Uh, but yeah, it felt like I was playing just like a you know like a Detroit Become Human or something, but with somebody else. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's definitely a cool idea and creative. Yeah, um, and also uh, speaking of, of of things they do in the co op, um, for example, when you're investigating a room, and one character is like like let's say they're reading a book or whatever, you can go up to them as well. Let's say you also want to inspect the book, your character will kind of like go over and like like hover over the shoulder, stand next to him. And when the first person's done, they hand the item to the other person. Um, it's a neat detail. They didn't have to add at all. Like they could have set it down and, and made you come pick it up. Yeah. It's weird how you can like be looking at something and you can look over their shoulder at it. Yeah. So maybe you just briefly want to take a look at it, but maybe you want to check it out too. You can hand it over. Like it's yeah. when we did that, I was like, they added that. Yeah. It's, like super, I, it's super, uh, it's a good immersion. Uh, thing if it wasn't yeah. for dialogue taking me out of immersion yeah. and the walking taking me out of immersion um i i do think it'd be real easy to kind of like get like in the game and forget mm-hmm. um to 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 look at it as a video game as much as just experiencing a story so um having said the the controls are again to reiterate are probably the weakest point of the game for me outside of um a issue we ran into at the end of the game which i'll just let you do your uh, opinion first and then we can talk about what happened well we can so. just talk about it because okay. we keep we, we keep dragging it out um i've i've played this game before and i finished it before and the whole full stream's on this channel so if you want to watch that check that out um so i'm aware of uh even though our our story played out very different than the first time i played it which i was very impressed with. I was like, this never fucking happened yeah. like this. The first time I played this, these characters weren't even here. This character was fucking gone already. Like all sorts of shit. Really cool. How much, how different it was. Um, there's a main event where there's kind of like a finale, a showdown with a, a certain character in the game. And that happened in my play gameplay as well. And it's like right before you, you uh, potentially escape the, and end the story. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck, we're like right at the end. And uh, I believe you got disconnected. Uh, it so crashed. An internet issue. Something. Oh, no, you the, crashed. The game crashed. The game crashed, and then my game disconnected. It's like, oh, lost lost the other player. Kick it, kick you out. So I got put back onto the main menu. And uh, when you came back on, um, the save file was there, but 
it said the name of the first part of the game. And then when I checked recently saved stuff, I was able to find where we were at. Even had a picture of the dude we were up against. So I was like, oh, there it is. But we would start it, and it would start at the beginning of the game again. And so we tried like three different times to get to load back where we were at, and it wouldn't do it. It, it reset our save, yeah, which was disappointing because we were right at the end. I thought we were doing pretty good. We lost one character right at the end, but uh, but we were doing pretty good at keeping everybody alive. But uh, it was kind of shitty because I was like, well, we're not going to play through it again. So I guess that's just it. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get to beat the game. I mean, we, we would have beat the game. We we're right at the end, but the game had an issue. So in future games, I hope they have a better system that can save your uh, progress in a more secure way if things like that happen because it did and it made it so we couldn't complete the game. The worst part about it is, like, I don't know if it's the game or the PlayStation, right? Like what? Yeah. What? What was the cause of the issue? Type of deal. But there are other games where you could get disconnected and it wouldn't destroy your save. Sure, like that. sure. So, but it's still like kind of a, a gray area. Like right, like where was the game crashed? The game was it the PlayStation. Was the save file the game or was it the PlayStation? Like it's a weird spot. So yeah. Um, but it did happen. So yeah. So that really sucked, and that will affect the the grade for me because that's a pretty big deal. Um. Yeah, so I'll jump into my impressions yes. real quick. I pretty much was kind of chiming in with you on a lot of things. I agree with a lot of things you said. The the things I kind of want to highlight for my uh, impressions of it. Uh, again, I played this game back in the day, uh, beat it, and I kind of fucking hated it. Um, I was very critical of it. It's And I, I told myself I'll never play this game again. And then I had to. Well, so, so said otherwise. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I played it again, and I honestly had more fun playing it this time around because we did the co-op, and I didn't realize that the co-op was done this way. And it's really neat. I'm giving them a lot of credit for this. I want to play the other games co-op because I think the way they do it is really fucking cool. Um, so yeah. That being said, um, all these games these guys make um, are really good looking. This is a last gen game. And I think it looks great still. Um, that's about as far as that goes. Because even though they have... Uh, I, I mean, one of the guys has been in like legit movies. Uh, the guy who plays the dorky little brother who's just trying to fuck everything in sight. But he's like not even like a, a character type you'd expect. He's like this weird like... So where is this where the magic happens? Like he's just like this creepy dude. That guy's been in movies before. So I don't even think, like, he's not a good actor. They just accepted some really bad, like, lines from him, which mm. is kind of crazy. So um, anyway, what I'm trying to say is the line delivery on all the characters, regardless if these voice actors are good or not, because some of them sound fine, are not For well sure. done. I mean, the dialogue in this game is fucking atrocious, almost nonstop. It's really fucking bad. Um, so you have to make a decision early on when you play this game. Are you going to uh, suffer through the bad dialogue? Are you going to rewrite your brain and go, this is a B movie. I'm going to laugh at this. It's a comedy now. I had to do that the second time playing through it. Because I was like, it's so bad. It's crazy. Like, constantly. We were like, what the fuck? Like, did he say that? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. that uh, th There's that. The game looks good. Dialogue's atrocious. Um, 
the amount of dialogue decisions is pretty decent and decisions do matter because like I said before, and this is definitely a pro, um, my first time playthrough was very different than my second one. There were some key things that, that happened, but they were even kind of different um, between the two uh, sessions. So I will give them a lot of credit for that. That's really fucking cool. Um, movements horrible but it is a game where you just walk through and make choices and there are quick time events that happen um so in those uh situations your movement doesn't affect it so it's not like you're unfairly uh you know getting fucked over because the movement sucks but it is just annoying you got to walk through the most of the most of the game and it's not a good experience so your characters learn information from investigating areas and when investigating areas is a lot of running into walls or each other um Frustrated. Well, and there's some scares that happen when you walk to a certain area. And if you're like stuck in the corner and you're like, Dun! and you're like, well, did something happen? I didn't even see it because yeah. I was too busy fucking getting stuck on this wall for trying sure. to walk around this other person. Um, so, yeah, that's a real thing for sure. Uh, it's interesting because I think the story on paper of Man of Medan is actually pretty interesting. The way it's portrayed is not, though. So that's conflicting for me. I actually think that about most of the games these guys make is they, they write these really cool horror stories, but then the way they they execute them are not not as good as they could be, except for the graphics, they're good. Um, I'll say, especially investigating some of the, the stuff um, and discovering like the cause of what's of actually everything. going on. I actually did find that very interesting. It was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The story is interesting. Like yeah. like the writer, I think who, whoever fucking, they got R.L. Stein or fucking Stephen King in there, wherever the fuck. <laughs> Right in the story, I'm like, this is a neat story. This is yeah. kind of a, I, I love what they do with this anthology series where they have these different horror movies, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool thing. If they executed the voice acting better and the dialogue better, yeah, that would be great. For you sure. would have some really solid games. But, uh, but again, I wasn't bored playing this. It's just like, I don't want to sit here and just shit on the game and fucking make jokes about it the whole time playing. I want to get invested in the horror because there are some jump scares that fucking work. Um, and some horror elements, especially when you don't know what's going on yet, where you're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, I'm seeing all this crazy shit. I got this old lady fucking chasing after me. I don't know what's happening. That kind of thing. It's 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 neat. So um, it's it's really weird how conflicted I am. And this is, again, most of the games they make. But I think Man of Dan is the, the, the worst one in terms of my complaints about, like, dialogue. I think the dialogue of Man of Dan is really fucking bad. And I think it's portrayed horribly by the actors. And it's not even their fault because whoever the director is is like, yeah, it's fine. Let's move on. Because um, the next game, and I forgot what it was called, um, where it's, like, people on a bus and they, it's, they're walking through, like, a town or something like that. Um, it also had some weird dialogue, but I think the voice actors were better. Interesting. They were more on, on their shit. But the dialogue was still weird. It's like, did he really say that? So this is an ongoing thing for sure. But um, anyway, long story short, my conflict is there are things about this game I think are really cool. And there are things about this game that I'm like, man, you really fucking missed it there. That's crazy. And on top of all that, um, the disconnect is a big deal because it essentially ruined our story. That we were making choices and we're getting to a certain point and then that was taken from us. And other games can avoid that. So I would hope they could as well. I get shit happens every once in a while, but that seemed like a pretty basic thing where your game just crashed and I got disconnected. And it's like, your save's fucked. And it's like, that seems like something that could happen fairly easily. And it did and it completely ruined our save. So that's not cool at all. 
But overall, I had a better time playing Man of Medan outside of not being able to finish it with you. And so that's worth something. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with impressions. Anything else you want to say? I think you pretty much covered it. Um, yeah. Show me the recommendations. Uh, if you like horror at all, whether it's uh, books, movies, or video games, I would recommend this um, because it's a pretty cool horror story. It's a cool idea. I will also say, as someone who doesn't like horror, yeah, you, um, you played the fuck I was out able of it. to play through it, even though there was a couple times my anxiety got the best of me. Yeah. Um, I, I did make it through because it is mostly jump scares mm-hmm. so, and stress. And stress isn't a big factor for me with the jump scares I hate. Yeah, so. the game definitely, uh, whether it's a legit scare or not, has jump scares randomly. Yeah. So it's one of those type of things like a cheap movie where somebody like touches someone's back. And it's like, done. And they're like, whoa. And they're yeah, like, hey, I, way so jumpy. It. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's stupid. So. It's cheap. My, my whole thing with jump scares is like they can be effective, but when you overuse them, they're cheap because when you watch the movie again, they're not scary anymore. Yeah. So you've lost the, the, the scare. It doesn't have a legitimate scare that builds up and goes like, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch this or, you know, I don't want to see what happens, that kind of thing. It's just like, like, whoa, and then it's over. The scare is over forever. It's not a scary yeah, thing. For sure. So anyway, um, yes, yeah, so if you like horror, um, I would recommend the whole series. But we're talking about Man and Medan. I would still recommend this, even, uh, you know, with the dialogue. That being said, if you like cheesy B-movie horror and you don't mind making fun of and having a laugh at uh, a horror movie trying to take itself serious, uh, you might like this as well. If you like the other games in the series, but also uh, Quantic Dream style games, adventure games, where you walk through, make decisions, and see how things play out in your story, it's kind of a must play, even though the dialogue's cheesy, because there's not still that many games that do this kind of thing. And um, if you're into that genre, I think you got to play them all. Because there's a pretty wide variety between, um, uh, I forgot who makes this, it's super something. Um, between them and Quantic Dream, there's not really a whole, and uh, Telltale, mm. there's not really a whole lot of other companies that make games like these. So uh, I would recommend it. It's worth it's worth playing through at least once. Um, that also being said, if you like games where your decisions matter, you make a, a choice and it can dictate everything, like Mass Effect even, um, it's a game worth playing. Some games have fake uh, you know decisions that don't really change anything just kind of changes your dialogue in this you make decisions and a character can live or die from it and the game has been designed to carry on with or without them um so if that does sound interesting to you definitely check it out um if you like the idea of cooperative horror uh it does it and i think it does it's i think it's smart and creative in a lot of ways about it i would even um, go as far as a um cooperative like narrative experiences yeah so. yeah sure uh, I would recommend it to you as well um you anything other than what I just said uh, not really it is a hundred percent a narrative game though so if that's not your your cup of tea uh, it's gonna be difficult um, but yeah, if you do like you know that kind of stuff um, I think it's worth checking out even it's like I said before I'm, I'm not into horror and I was having um, an enjoyable time so yeah yeah uh let's jump into grades okay i'm supposed to grade first but i kind of want to hear your grade okay so um i have to due to the save file thing 
um, address go, it. Go lower. Um, so I'm going to give it a C plus. If that would not have happened, though, I honestly probably would have given it a B. Um, oh, I, had wow. a, I had a fun time as a co-op game. And I thought the story, though not necessarily told well, I can look past that. It's not a huge deal. I thought the story was interesting, though. Um, I had a lot of fun uncovering That's elements about it. Well, I like like that that aspect of like you have these downtimes where you get to like discover what the hell's happening, mm-hmm. and it was fed at a good pace. Yeah. That by the, when we got to the end of the game, I was like, holy shit, this is what's happening mm-hmm. in this game now. Um, was it amazing? No. Was it fun? Yes. I had a fun mm-hmm. time playing a co-op outside of the couple times where the game was like, you're by yourself and we're going to try to scare the shit out of you right now. I didn't like that. Um, but that's a personal thing. It's not against the game. So, um, but yes, it, unfortunately loose state files, an unacceptable thing to run into. So C plus. Damn. You went higher than I was going to go. I don't have experience with the other games. So I don't have yeah. comparison. Yeah. Cause there's just better ones. So maybe we should try and play those sometime. Um, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I still kind of want to punish it a bit, though, for the thing that happened with the save. But also, I, I just think that the dialogue is so fucking bad. But there's also high-quality things. The high-quality stuff, I do want to go B-range, for sure. But between the thing that happened and destroyed our save and just how atrociously bad and unacceptable the uh, the dialogue is, I think I'm going to go C. Um because I did have fun playing with you for sure. That was the only like the first time I played it, I was like pissed the whole time. I was like, I can't believe it's fucking. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but playing with you, I was like, this is actually pretty legit. Like I didn't know they had it set up like this. Like I want to play their other games co-op now. Um, but yeah, the the not being able to finish the game was annoying and dialogue's bad. So I'm gonna go with a strong C. That would be higher. It would probably be in B range. Um, if uh, dialogue was better and for sure if the save if we could have fucking finished the game <laughs> so we could talk to you guys about who lived and who died um, you know at the end uh, that would have been a lot more of a fun discussion but we were denied that so yeah I gotta go with a C but um, could be better um, with that being said um, we did lose one character we got everybody else through though and without saying what happens to the character, I think it's Conrad that we lost. That character is the reason the save or the game crashed. Yeah, it was like right at the part where he died, the game crashed, and I was like, "It's like the the game was just like, oh, finally, that guy's fucking dead. We can leave now." And it's just like kicked you out. I'm like, "Okay, I guess yeah. that's the end." It's just it just ends with him dying. Um, but yeah, we did really good because when I played it originally, I think I lost like most of the characters, but I was also like, fuck all these guys. I don't care. Like, yeah, whatever. So I thought we lost someone early on without going into details because like they just were gone for a while. I, I made a, a poor decision to try to like take a weapon from someone and then someone else got shot at, which resulted. This was ridiculous. There's a character during an event that's <laughs> happening that's high stress and people are trying to get the situation control. And somebody fires a gun and it like grazes this chick's face, but it comes off as like she got shot, but it doesn't really like, it doesn't really build up that they checked her. She just is on the ground. There's blood and everybody's like, holy fuck. And then the next scene, they also kind of walk in the cabin and she comes walking in with them and they're like, you know, holding on to her like, oh, you're okay. You're gonna be fine. I'm like, she's fine. Yeah. What happened? And I guess the bullet grazed like five seconds later, some crazy shit happens and I'm able to try and stop her. And I didn't hit it in time, so her head hit a fucking table yeah. right after that. And then something happens. She falls out of her seat, 
and she's just in the water looking at me and it's like do you help her or run i'm like i'm running and this is her boyfriend in the game and so he gets up looks her and just runs out the door i was like damn dude she's she's having a bad time she's having a fucking bad night dude um yeah so anything else no, um, I am curious now on their other stuff, and uh, I kind of hope in the future they make something that's not horror-based, so maybe that I could enjoy it a little more, because I do think the way they, they did cope in this game, at least, hopefully it's the same as the others, um, was a really fun way to experience the storyline. So. Little Hope, that's the name. That's the other one I have that I need to mm. beat, so, yeah. Yeah, I think as a, as a narrative piece, like the way they handled it in co-op was really good, because it, it also offered a means in which for us to discuss while playing um which i thought was fun so yeah yeah we actually had to coordinate i wasn't expecting that i thought we were just gonna walk through and be like well that guy died yeah and just keep playing but we're like hold on hold on hold on like what, what are you seeing and you'd be like well well i'm like okay i think this is happening and like we would actually be able to like dictate the situation yeah. without fucking you know it yeah it was fun felt uh you know a little more involved socially than i expected so for sure all right well let us know in the comments below what'd you guys think of man i'm a dan did you like it? did you not like it did you play it did you not play it and uh, if you didn't play why didn't you play it if you did play it uh, what'd you think of it how, how do you uh like the way they handle dialogue decisions uh being made what happened uh to in your save maybe you want to share that although make a spoiler warning in case somebody doesn't want that spoiled for them um what Dark Pictures games have you played, if you have at all, and do you like those? And, yeah, tell me your experience uh, when it comes to Man of Dan. But that's going to do it for this episode of Plus Club. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Uh, check out our streams and uh, socials linked down below. And, yeah, check out our Discord. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to support the channel, more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're brand new, check out my TikTok. And uh, it's just Tasty Loot Gaming. And... Yeah, I've been Seth. Thank you for joining me, Chevy. And thank you guys for joining us for this Plus Club. Uh, We look forward to uh, talking to you again. And until the next episode, have a good one, guys. And take it easy.